Well, hey friends, super excited for our conversation today on the AGWM Leadership Podcast. Sitting here with Mark and Daylene Good, friends for many years from Northern California, and you guys have worked across the world for many years now. Why don't you guys give us a little history, where you guys come from and where have you been? What, what does God have doing right now in your lives? Well, in 93, um, my parents were missionaries in Hong Kong, oh, and they had a, a M- MIT worker that they worked with in the church. He left, yeah. so my dad asked if we would come out and work with them. So we were there in 93, 94, mm-hmm. and while we were there, we got approved to, as missionaries to Bangladesh. Wow. So spent the next 14 years in Bangladesh until God redirected us to France. So been there since 2011, 10. 10. Yep. 2011. Bangladesh to France. That's quite a shift. Right. Yeah. Little cultural differences there. <laughs> it is. We, we call it a different kind of hard. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There's yeah. absolutely. Physical conditions versus spiritual, you yeah. know, and the challenges of that. So that was that was an adjustment for us. But we're settled there. We, we yeah. love Europe. We, we love Bangladesh and Eurasia, too. We love it all. And you pastor a church there? We do. We have a, a church and a and ministry of traffic women. Um, we also have a training hub. So we have a team of 11 uh, MAs and missionaries are on the ground getting ready to be trained to be launched out to their next assignment. So that's, we really like mentoring a lot. But Grenoble is a university city. So that's what we came originally to plan the university ministry. And then out of that, the church plant grew. So So you've got university ministry, you're planted a church, you're doing a training hub. And on top of all that, era directoring. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So... Tell me about the complexity of that. Yeah, well, it's just there's a lot on, on, on your plate. And I think, you know, we, we said yes and um, followed the Lord's confirmation as peace. But with the idea that there's this process of divesting yourself of things that are really not healthy yeah. because um, you get so busy and so involved, you want to say yes to everything. But I think sometimes our yeses have to be followed by some no's as well. So we keep margin in our lives, stay balanced and Really, um, don't get yeah too overworked and um, and not have enough margin for for people for our, our spiritual life or relationships. But yeah. I I, th- I want to say I think we're still in that process yeah. of divesting. It's taken a while to mm-hmm. raise up somebody for the student ministry, somebody for the church, and yeah. still trying to learn the balance. We've only been serving as ads since 2019. Okay, so right before COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you mentioned something here that to me uh, really resonates with what I know of you guys. And you talk about the importance of keeping margin so that you can have balance. And um, when I think of you guys, I think of people who are spiritually deep. When I talk to you guys, there's just this beautiful calmness. And um, with everything that you've going on, you have going on, so there's all this complexity. And yet you guys have this beautiful way of staying centered and connected with Jesus. And so I think one of the things I, that I'd love to kind of pursue today as we're talking is, how how do you guys do that? How do you find those values that help keep you guys grounded? Um, so for instance, one of the things that we occasionally hear from people is that as area directors or as leaders, they, we struggle with this tension of pleasing Jesus and pleasing people. I mean, we all want to please Jesus, but we all have the reality of we lead people, they're important to us, um, they have dreams and visions, sometimes those clash with administration. So how do you guys how do you guys keep Jesus centered in that 
and make decisions that are Jesus pleasing while at the same time allowing you guys to really function well. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the the difficulty is is when we bifurcate those things and we see them as black and white. Mm-hmm. And I and I think we have that view sometimes in leadership. You know, where are my priorities? How do I put God first or people second and tasks third? But I think, you know, a more Eastern way of looking at how Jesus operated and how He calls us to through Scripture mm-hmm. is is very integrated. Okay. So I think keeping Jesus at the center of not just um, prioritizing your day, but in every everyday tasks. Yeah. So. I think for for me, like when I'm separated from Daylene, I have to take a trip, or you know, we're not together. I can often feel like I'm I'm focusing on this task, and and I'm yet I'm sacrificing time with her, mm-hmm. and so I get this done, and I go back and I try to make up for the time that I lost. And I think if we operate like that in ministry with God, mm-hmm. we we lose that sense of being able to really be in in balance yeah. and and content all throughout. So I know that when Dana and I get to work together, mm-hmm. where she's by my side and we're mentoring together, we're pastoring together, um, there's no give and take like, oh, I'm, I'm not shortchanging God, I'm not shortchanging her. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the, the sweet spot. Yeah. When we can get to the point where in our tasks, Whatever we're doing as leaders is that through it all, we're, we're really being aware of Jesus, that he's working with us by our side. Mm-hmm. And then there, there's no um, sort of discrepancy between the percentages of time you're giving to Jesus versus people. Right. It's a hard it's a hard target to hit, but that's yes. the goal, I think. Yeah. No, that is, that's fascinating. And I love, the, I love the concept of integration and balance and walking that tension, which pulls you different ways at different times without guilt. Um, so how do you not feel guilty when you get out of balance? I was going to say one thing before, before that oh, question. Yeah. I was going to say, um, I think for Mark that, I don't know, I think God mantled Mark for the position, yeah. or at least he stepped into it a little more easily than I have stepped into it. Um, so like in difficult conversations and conflict, um, both, n- neither one of us likes conflict. Mm-hmm. So, um, being able for him to, to help people walk through what they're feeling and to love people in the middle of them being not easy to love or all those things. I felt like he is really just, I've seen God help him slide into it. And for me, it's been more of a, a little bit of something I've had to work towards and really honestly rely on Jesus in the middle of. So some things that maybe I would have thought I would have done better at when I kind of lean on my own strength. That sounds very cliche, but honestly, there's times where I have to walk in and be like, I'm going to pray in tongues as I'm listening to this conversation because the last conversation I had, I thought I would be able to naturally yeah. deal with it well, and I didn't. I dealt with it in Daylene's wisdom or Daylene's strength, and I honestly just need to like Jesus, help me, help me see what you're what you're really doing or what can be done. Help me to be your voice or your hands extended yeah. to this person. Help us get this snarly situation untangled. Yeah. And I think that that analogy is great. I mean, in the sense that if if I'm with Daylene, who let's say the metaphor of she's Jesus or the Holy Spirit, which she really is in my life. You know? <laughs> there you go. I mean, if we talk about deep, I'm the yeah. shallow end of the pool. Believe <laughs> me. Okay, but um, 
But if I'm if I'm talking to you, I'm ministering to you, but she's here and I completely mm-hmm. ignore her. Yeah. You know, I, I think I'm losing I'm losing the insight that she can give to the to the conversation. Yeah. So I think the awareness of the Holy Spirit being there um, as we're dealing with hard things that we deal with as ADs. Yeah. I mean, we're dealing with hurting people, often difficult people, yeah. challenging situations that we don't have the wisdom for. And and I'm not passive. I'm listening to somebody. I'm not being passive, but I am praying in the spirit under my breath, or you know, um, quietly as I'm listening, so that um, can just kind of get get moved or prompted uh, in the moment that I need it, because we just don't have that ability to be prepared for every situation. Yeah. So so you guys are both mentioning the importance of a real time dependence and awareness of the Holy Spirit. Um, which is not always easy to do because it's so easy to get triggered by your emotions. So is there anything practically that you could say, man, I, I don't know, maybe even a story. I was in this situation and here, what helps you, what helps you trigger to remember to go back to the Holy Spirit and not get sucked into the milieu of emotions and, and frustrations? Can I answer for that? <laughs> I think, you know, I, I'm honestly, I think it's, um, when we try to see people maybe as as God sees them, so um, if someone is being antagonistic or difficult, um, and and then trying to see them through God's eyes and mm-hmm. and say that they have value, yeah, I think I think valuing people, um, the humility of leadership, where um, people take priority, mm-hmm. um, their feelings take priority mm-hmm. over over other things. So so I think I think just having a rubric where um, your values kind of are the thing you fall back on. Okay. So, and so in this situation, what is my personal value that I try to live out mm-hmm. as much as possible? And so then when you practice living that out in easier situations, then when the difficult Excellent. moment comes in, yeah. you're, you're able to fall back on that. So, so people are more important than accolades, accomplishments, um, awards, yeah. achievements. People come first. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how Jesus, you know, taught us to live. Because when you look at the things like... Uh, you know, be patient, slow to anger, uh, forgiving, keeping the unity. Everything that, that deals with that inner part of us really has this idea of how I treat other people yeah. or how I'm walking in community and relationship with others. It's, it's never just a vertical relationship, mm-hmm. but it's always in the context of how does, a, how does what the work of the Holy Spirit doing in me help me to be a better leader, friend, husband, uh, pastor. Yeah. It's all about people. So, so this this doesn't just it doesn't happen in the hot spot. It's developed beforehand. So what I hear you hear you saying is, hey, we have values that we lead and live from, and we develop habits of applying those values in all situations of life, even though there's going to be times when they're really really needed. So that a situation doesn't explode, and then it becomes habitual or very easy to fall back on those. Am I summarizing that well? I think so, but I want to say too that that we, you know, it sounds like oh we've got it down, but it's through a lot of mistakes, even fractured relationships, sure. where you then then you learn. So I think the key there is this: is processing your heart, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, Every day, uh, getting up and not just putting in your time in the Word or praying for needs, but it's also realizing what's the condition of my heart every day. And uh, if I take time to do that and allow the Holy Spirit, or even sometimes asking someone 
give them permission, someone close to us, mm-hmm. uh, a mentor, a friend, a spouse, to say, hey, if you see me developing hard edges or being impatient or being kind of disconnected, call me on that. Yeah. Because then we're, 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 we're more aware then, have more self-awareness to say, hey, I realize I'm, I'm getting to the point where um, if I start interacting with people and I get in some of these difficult situations, I am going to react instead of responding because I, I, I failed to sort of identify what's the condition of my heart. Yeah. You know, um, Hebrews 4 says, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Yeah. So a hardened heart is the ability to hear the voice of God. And I think that has to come first. And then, and then we can hear him say, don't say anything right now. Hold your tongue yeah. um, in that moment. But it really starts with um, being honest with the condition of our heart, I think. Yeah. I think, too, that we're still trying to learn that there's going to be a list of things to get done. And no matter how much you get done on that list, there is always a list. So I feel like, Lord, help me to help me to be okay without the list being the pressure of my life. You know, but like I'm just going to walk kind of slowly or resolutely. We just read The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John yes. Michael Cooper. Excellent, excellent book. Don't read it if you don't want to be convicted. <laughs> but anyway, but just trying to be like, Lord, can we... Somehow, I know the list is just going to always be there, and I don't want it to be a taskmaster in my life, but I want to. Mm-hmm. And, and as Mark's saying, I mean, so much of this can sound like a pithy principle, but I remember when, when we first were asked to be ADs, we were on furlough. We were in Napa, California, which is like an expensive place, and people had stuck this really great furniture on the street for it to be picked up, and I was walking by. We were walking and praying, and um, and I, f- I feel like the Lord said, you know how you are looking at that furniture, and you're like, why in the world would anyone give that away? That is a totally great piece of furniture. I want you to, to, to see that way with each of these people in your – not that anyone's like being given away, but that there's value in them that needs to be brought out, that we need to intentionally try and find. Um, and the other thing I felt like the Lord said was, um, Daylene, I want you to be like the mother of the bride. So in this role, because the mother of the bride is a bad mother of the bride if she's the one who is looked at. She, her role is to be like to serve, to love, to help and calm um, the bride so that the bride has her moment. And so how can we somehow love, serve, and be invisible enough that that our people will shine. Mm. So, yeah. anyways, I just feel like I feel like. Or the, the other question you you asked was, how do we not feel guilty? And I don't know because mm. I feel guilty right now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like when we're out yeah. doing AD stuff, or we're here at training, that, that we have a team at home, and we it looks like a hub, or yeah. um, I forget what we call them in Africa, but. A base camp. Base camp. A base yeah. camp. We have this people. And so I do feel like I, I was just telling somebody I feel like a a person a kid who's divorced or whatever, you have two like families and you're you're always missing out on something in the other. You're not doing well enough in the other, but you got clothes in two houses, you know? And so I don't know. I don't know your answer on how to not feel guilty. Yeah. I do. I feel guilty. Yeah. You, there's you guys. There's so many different streams that um, we could pursue here. I keep both of you have made mention of, I would almost term it as invisible leadership, mm-hmm. meaning that remembering that 
it's not about me. It's always about the other person. And that doesn't mean that we don't have to make hard decisions and have hard conversations. But if, if we can learn to take ourselves out of the leadership equation or the leadership picture and make sure that the focus is always on the other person, the value is always on the other person, yeah. um, which is not always easy to do because we're so geared, mm-hmm. at least I'm geared, towards you know wanting it to be about me. Yeah. Um, wow. I, I don't. I don't think that you know. We all often realize we we re- don't just represent ourselves or even our own leadership or even the region. I mean, we really do in many ways. Uh, as hard as it is, as um, intense of a responsibility as it is, we represent God. I mean, I think sometimes that helps to know that the, if someone's going through a crisis or um, they're asking permission for something that. I have to deny, yeah. you know, or the hard, you know, the hard choices as a sure. leader. Um, it's it's not even so much the the what the answer. It's it's the tenor, yeah. the tone, um, the, the the context in which I give that because, in, in many ways, I, I represent leadership. Mm-hmm. I represent the organization, yeah. and and in in a in a way, I do represent Jesus, and yeah. so. Part of the um, responsibility is that I need to respond in a way that when they leave this conversation or when they the, the, the email is read, that they come away. Um, maybe maybe there is there is a firm answer, but they feel seen, they feel understood, they feel valued, and then they're going to have a better view of leadership of 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 God, you know, and and not just of me as well. Okay, so. You have a missionary. They give a request. The request is ridiculous, and you're going to say no. And I mean, it's you know, it's one that there's not even a question on. How do you, how do you practically make that person feel seen and valued? I think ki- well, kindness first of all. Okay. You know, I mean, there's uh, to me the challenge is this. Um, I can feel like I have so many emails to answer. Um, I don't have time to fill it with fluff. Yeah. So I'm just going to. But I think I, I have to take I, I try to take time and, and, and think to myself, if I'm on the receiving of this email, what yeah. would I want to hear? You know, what would what would make me feel? Good, and so it, question. It, it does take more time. I think it, 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 it's it's not efficient, mm-hmm. you know, and we can be efficient as leaders, but often fail then to yeah. be um, you know, compassionate representatives. So I, I think, um, yeah, just just trying to put ourselves on the other end and, and think, you know, what, what does this feel like to receive oh, this? Answer? That's great. I just got convicted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so easy when you get those. You're just like, I just got to get through them. But I love that. Really putting on the other people's shoes and saying, wow. So um, any advice? We're, we're getting close to 20 minutes here. Any advice that you would leave with your co-leaders and co-workers, our colleagues across the world? I think one thing, that's just a really small thing, but it felt overwhelming to have a, a group of 61 or 62 units to love and shepherd, walk with, yeah. pray for, um, but then it was we figured out, oh, if we just pray for two units a day, <laughs> then we can kind of cover them. And just the constant praying for people and um, measuring our own hearts, there is that person who's going to always ask for the exception, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're, they're going to become irritating after a while. They really are. And 
So I feel like the Lord has been taking me through um, a process lately of when I I summarized up someone, I said, this is a person who is crispy or legalistic or whatever. I feel like he's been just taking me and showing me, you know what? You are not seeing correctly. Look a little deeper at them. Um, So, yeah, allowing him to keep renewing our eyesight for people of who we label them or box them in to be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I just don't want to take myself too seriously, you know, and uh, be able to laugh at myself and um, not be easily offended uh, and and just to work on that. We're just starting out on this, so I don't feel like we have uh, a lot of things we would say we'd leave with people. We want to learn. I'm looking forward to watching some of these podcasts and and learning from my colleagues that have been doing it a lot longer than we have. Yeah. Well, two takeaways um, that I'm going to that I'm going to take with me is valuing and loving people by not by becoming invisible by by putting the hot spotlight on them and the second one we talked a little bit more at the beginning was that present reliance on the holy spirit not going into any conversation that i haven't prepped my heart to be open to the spirit and not to be just guided by my own my own wisdom as such. So thank you guys. Um, the conversation has been really a blessing to me personally, and um, I'm taking away some great things. And so really appreciate you guys taking time to be on with us today. And I uh, hope each and every one of you guys also got something that spoke to your hearts and um, looking forward to the next conversation. Mm-hmm.